Hello, everyone, and welcome to the 94th episode of the HSBG podcast. I'm your host, Educated Collins, and I'm here with my constant co host, Shady Bunny. Shady, how you doing? I'm doing well. Colin. You just wanted that again, I know. <laughs> yeah, gotta, gotta milk every opportunity. All for myself this time. All right, good stuff, good stuff. Yeah, we, we had a mild uh, audio issue for the first take. So, hey, hey, take two, you guys are getting this one. It wasn't an audio issue to me. <laughs> it was actually maybe preferred. <laughs> no, <I'm kidding. laughs> uh, but we definitely missed last week, right? Like, that's the big thing. But not for no reason. We had a good cause. We, had, we participated in a Twitch Rivals community tournament. That was a lot of fun. I wasn't really sure I was going to play, but Shady convinced me said there was no downsides which i ended up agreeing with and decided to play and we'll definitely talk about that later on but we always start with our weekly overview just kind of talking about how our week has been and things like that how how has yours been shady so in in terms of the game my um weeks have not been amazing i'm about down 600 let's say five to six hundred over the last Two weeks or so. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess most of it was lost this week, and that, that's fine. I'm I'm just trying to figure out what to do. I usually by this time in the meta, I've figured out the big picture of what mm-hmm. I want to do, and I'm more just refining stuff right. and and making it more efficient. And I'd say right now there's still some big picture problems, but that's that's okay. Not every meta clicks as fast. Uh, I will be doing a little bit of VOD reviews. I've done those in the past mm-hmm. if I feel like my progress isn't fast enough. Right. And I'll just learn from the people that have figured out. And mm-hmm. there's no shame in that, of course. You got to learn from people that are doing better than you. Uh, sometimes I'm the person doing better than the other people, and sometimes I'm not. So there you go. Just got to be humble there. And, uh, you know, I'll, I'll figure it out. It's uh, it's also been fun to sort of just go to the drawing board without the pressure of, Oh God, I got, you know, like I can't just like lose the MMR. Whereas now it's just like, okay, well I can try things. And because I'm not pushing for a lobby legends finish, it doesn't affect my mood nearly as much as it would if the points would matter a lot for a, uh, for a finish. So I'd say, yeah, totally fine. But yeah, in, in terms of my, uh, prowess in the game right now, a little less, a little less understanding. Yeah, that's definitely fair. Usually when I'm struggling i i'm definitely more of a bang my head against the wall (laughs) player just keep grinding until something i figure out a strategy that works for me um but yeah i i do also definitely try to learn from others when i'm really struggling but those those are like i i end up learning by osmosis since i'm casually watching people anyways it's not like i'm watching to learn or something but like when i'm playing i'm just like also watching streams um as well as playing so you just see what other people are doing and you just like oh that's a cool idea so it's not like i'm going in trying to learn from people but just since i'm in the scene and i'm watching people i just like oh that was a cool idea and i, and I just learned that way so not, not quite as deliberate but it'll there there have been some times where i deliberately wanted to learn but they're they're pretty rare i would say but usually, like things have to be going really bad, and I have like no idea what what to be doing. So it's it's not as like often. I can remember like two times or so where I'm like, okay, I, I I'm lost, <laughs> lost. I just like don't know. Uh, but my week's been good generally. I've I've been chugging along on the snap train, just making sure that I'm 
releasing content every day, making sure that it's high quality, um, you know, not really slacking or getting lazy. I know the opportunity doesn't last like consistently. You won't have the, all the eyes on you forever. So just, you know, making sure. Take it while I have it. And it's been good. Happy to hear that, man. Yeah. And, and I mean, there's, there's no real reason for the opportunity to fade if you're, you know, taking advantage of it. Right. But yeah, if you're, if you're not capitalizing, if you're not putting out the best content you can, then yeah, it's. Yeah. By, no by capitalizing, it's not like opportunities fading, but like always putting stuff that's relevant to the time and then also relevant to the, the meta and also engaging in what people want to look for. Right. Cause you know, I could just be doing like, random you know videos about decks that don't matter or decks we don't have or, or stuff like that and, and that that kind of stuff wouldn't be as interesting where kind of there's like a this hidden reputation of like oh all of his stuff is good <laughs> you know it, which i i kind of like so i you have to keep that up right if you start slacking in terms of like dropping the quality that's when you know things will you know you'll you will lose that you know reputation so that that's what i mean not yeah, absolutely. Okay, cool. That's good. Alright, let's let's get talking about the Twitch Rivals tournament. So this was last week. Um there were two tournaments, uh two days, February twenty fourth, which was, you know, usually when we do the podcast, and also yeah. February twenty sixth. So you could it was really only for affiliates or partners and it was kind of like a a priority system where if you were known streamer, they would like leave a spot for you basically. And I, I like reserved my spot fairly late and I still got in, in the first wave. So I was like, oh, that's, I mean, I guess I understand, right? Cause they're trying to get people that are known or so, or, or good in the scene, but it was still like, huh. And I feel bad for the other people. Um, but, um, it was a wave. There was they were trying to get one twenty four people, I believe, or twenty eight people, but uh, one twenty eight, yeah. yeah, but only got up to sixty four, which is still a lot of people. And um, then you had the groups of eight, and it cut it down in half and half until you got to the eight, and that was the finals. But uh, overall, decided to participate because. I was a vibe shitty. I only participated in the February 24th one just because I felt, you know, doing two back to back when I was still trying to focus on Snap was like a little bit weird. So I just wanted to put my best foot forward for the first one and then see where that one takes me. How, how about you? Before we talk about the games and stuff, just like participating in. in right, one. right, right. Well, I just saw it being posted on Reddit by Frodo. Oh, did and you? And I was like, oh. Okay, well, look at this. So yeah, I looked at it, and uh, I was a little on the fence about participating because I am a very habitual person, and mm. obviously the tournament does not perfectly fit my schedule. No, it doesn't. So it it did cause me to stay up really late and uh, like do some finicky stuff where I'm streaming in the morning and I'm taking a bit of a break and I'm coming back and then doing the extra tournament stream and this and that. And uh, but yeah, I, overall the um, <clears throat> the fun, especially, you know, essentially it came down to this. I, I told myself, oh, I'm just going to see, you know, I'm going to tell Collins to see if he wants to play. If he plays, I'll play. <laughs> Is that I what it was? Know. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That was the first. Uh, now, obviously, I played the second one without you, You're but right. that's probably because 
I had fun in the first one. I was okay. like, yeah, whatever, I'll just go again, right? Um, no, actually, it's because I told you I'd play. That's because uh, I kind of didn't want to play. Because it was a bit much. Uh, like the, it took about eight and a half hours or yeah. so. And that's on top of my regular day, right? right? So I had my regular day, and I uh, was quite sleep deprived that week, right? That's true. Actually, I have no idea how I got through that tournament. I got to be honest. But more about that when we talk about the actual like rounds and stuff. But yeah, so overall, I was a bit on the fence, but happy I played. Yeah, that's that's how I got through it. All right, sounds good. So now we could kind of talk about our rounds, our placement. Um, the first one, I oh right, I I was really I hadn't played uh, Hearthstone in yeah. yeah in like two weeks plus, so I was like, the meta's all changed. What do I do? Undeads are bad again or good again, um, but I was like, ah, you know, I could I could win. Yeah, I believe in myself, and and and, and basically it comes down to I've been playing. BGs for like three years, taking two weeks off is not going to do anything. Like I still don't have to play game, right? So like, at the end of the day, like I'm not really like that worried. But still, it was it's still it's still good. And I I the first games were like motivation in terms of like you know it's not like the lobbies aren't fully fully stacked on the first group. Yeah, well not not for mine. There were some (laughs) lobbies where I was like, ooh, I don't want to be in that one. Um, But uh, so you got to like, you know, do well and, and really boost that confidence and, and let that carry you into the, the next couple of rounds. But I got like what first, second, first, or, or, or was it second, first? Yeah. Yeah. I think it was first, second, first or something like that. Um, and then, um, the, the good thing is I dodged shady. Like I just kept, kept dodging shady. I was like, whew, hardest opponent out of the way. Just keep focused on my game plan. And uh, it was pretty good, pretty nice. Um, there were a lot of like cool games. I think it was definitely um, a good video to watch if you wanted to like learn like the meta at, at the time. Uh, for I would say for like rank mode, this isn't like it wasn't like necessarily tournament mode because like everybody wasn't the same skill level, right? It wasn't Lobby Legends quality of difficulty, so. There were some people you could kind of abuse. Not, no offense to them, but there was some people where you're like, ah, I could, I could beat this. So we're, we're talking about intentionally being greedier versus that player than you would feel comfortable with if you know they were a top-notch player. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Let's, you don't have to say it like that. Well, <laughs> right. You, oh, sorry. Abuse sounds far better. I, I agree. Yes, please you. continue. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, there are some flavor where you're like, oh, I could probably, I could probably just level here because I'm not scared. And then you like, you don't get punished. Where some other people, you're like, I can't do that. <laughs> I'm gonna get hit for twenty. <laughs> so yeah, it, it did help, uh, and just to kind of get me in the mood. I think it was helpful that it wasn't um, full stacked because. I do think like my play style is definitely better for having someone to abuse. You know, I, I would say like I'm used to the ladder meta, um, so. Well, Collins needs a little ramp up time, but when he gets going, he's very strong. Yeah, I guess. yeah it's yeah. a good way to put yeah. it. But did make it to the finals. Then Shady was in that lobby, and I was like, ah, now it's hard, you know. So, 
that was that was a big big difficulty spike there but still did well overall and had a ton of fun and i was very surprised that i would i did as well as it did so thumbs up to you me just, thumbs up you to want to just go um sort of like round by round where we don't have to cover every game but we had um sure, four go, rounds total go for I it believe, right? go for it shady yeah, okay, sure, sure. Uh, yeah, I guess we'll just go back and forth. We'll, we'll figure it out. Yeah. So the, the tournament itself was structured with um, <clears throat> three games for round one, and uh, you had a starting total of 64 players. Mm -hmm. So essentially in this kind of a format, the top four of each lobby advances to the next round, mm -hmm. and it's single elimination in that if you don't make it through your group you're out it's not a swiss or there's no losers bracket so you have the top four of the eight lobbies that then advance and then there's four lobbies and then the top advances there and then there's two lobbies mm -hmm. and then the top four advances there and then there's one lobby mm -hmm. so those are four rounds to get down to your finals well three rounds plus the fourth one which is the finals the first <clears throat> round was three games um and then from then on it was two games, two games, and three games. Mm -hmm. Originally, the finals was going to be four, but everybody was so tired that there was a unanimous vote of uh, turning it into three games, although Collins was thinking a little bit, like, hmm, I have the power to uh, delay this. I could, uh, I, could it has to I, I made it three games out of the kindness of my heart <laughs> for you. You know, I was like, yes, she's been going for a long time. For sure. Uh, so as Collins mentions, um, in, in this tournament, for the most part, you're going to get an increasing opponent difficulty just on average mm -hmm. due to yeah. your top four players uh, survive that lobby. And then you get matched with the other four survivors, um, not necessarily from a different lobby because there's a reseeding every round. Mm -hmm. uh, it's not like you have a bracket and then there's opposites end of the bracket working towards each other. It's just you go from 64 to 32 players, and they don't they then get seated into uh, eight players' lobbies after that. Um, yeah, so my first round was uh, very. I, I essentially played it. Uh, I'm a, I'm a pretty good tournament player in that my playstyle lends itself really good for um, essentially having to fight scrap. Right, you fight strong players. You're like, all right, I don't. I don't necessarily need the triple or this. I like I like being strong. So that tournaments really fit that kind of style. Uh, so queens are better, Leroy's are better, poisons are better. So I essentially had three games in a row where I took a very relaxed second place, <laughs> where uh, pretty much every time I was just strong and I didn't lose the fight, didn't lose the fight, didn't lose the fight. And then eventually I have one person that went all in and had a bunch of Theos, and then I couldn't beat that. And then another game, I had like a putricide that went all in and had a bunch of summoners, and I couldn't beat that. And then like another round, you know, they had whatever, and I couldn't beat that. But very, very casual, very uh, relaxed second places, and that's obviously a guaranteed advance. The The funny thing was that uh, I asked Collins how he did after, you know, he knew my results, and then he said it didn't matter. I knew he'd placed higher than me because... <laughs> That's that's the only reason he's gonna be like ah it doesn't matter. So I was like imagine getting three second places and then still scoring lower than your friend and that's that's the kind of shit I have to put up with uh, guys. It's just like yeah three second places, but all right, it's not Collins, you know. So. I'm, I'm sorry about that. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, we both placed first in our group, but Collins had more points. So yeah. 
uh, no, that's uh, and that's yeah, that, that's I, happened in other tournaments. Where, yeah. I'm the guy who Shady's worried about, like the one who just goes all in <laughs> and gets the first. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, so, yeah. I was the person that that wipes me at the end, where after I killed everyone. It's like, oh, this person has an abnormal amount of stuff. However, when I'm in the lobby, you're like, okay, I need to, I need to actually try. <laughs> so you stop doing that. You go to, you go. You can't, right? You can't make four theorems, right? You're probably gonna die before you get going. So, right. uh, so round two. Mm -hmm. uh, I guess I'll, I guess I'll just start, and then you can, yeah, you can talk about your. Round I definitely two, thought right? the the the. Uh, the structure was like very unforgiving in that once you get to the second round, there's only two games. So if you yes. do bad in the first one, you're you're so mentally it's scared. Absolutely. Yeah. So I was like, oh, guess wow. what happened? <laughs> I I fire up my first game of the second round, and you just get this uh yeah, unforgiving nature of first of all, the game, but then the tournament on top of that, because I just had two rounds in a row where I felt like my board was okay, but I fought someone very, very strong and a fight didn't go my way. And then, yeah, that's 30 damage. So uh, losing 30 damage in rounds where you're just like, well, this is unfortunate. Um, I, I played to my outs, but I ended up taking a sixth place. And yeah, that's that's dangerous, right? When you only have two games, and you are the third lowest point score in the lobby, that's a problem. Because <laughs> you, uh, at that point, it's almost like you need the people that are in the top four, you need them to screw up. Yeah. Or you need to take first. <laughs> if you take first, chance. Because there was a bonus. Uh, let's, let's point that out. There was a bonus for entering top four. Oh, yeah. You got one extra point. So you start out uh, with... 10 points for first place, but then it jumps uh, down to eight for second. So it's not a one point drop down. And the same thing for top four, I guess if it's eight for second, seven for third, six for fourth, and then you drop down to four for fifth. So there is this gap. So I was far, I was below that gap. I was sixth place. So I definitely was in a big disadvantage in terms of points. Uh, so I needed uh, essentially a first place to, to advance. So my second game of the second round, I was playing like Collins, essentially. <laughs> so the game plan changes. If you need a first, you need a first. So a second will now do, or at, or at least it was not going to reliably do. I, if I take a second place, I'm relying on the people that got in the top four before me to do poorly. If they did well, then there's a good chance I still don't qualify with my original sixth placement. So I took Malagos out of a bunch of mediocre heroes uh, with the reasoning that it was a lobby where there was only one piece of economy. It was the coin Naga. And I was like, okay, with Malagos, I can try to get the coin Naga, try to get ahead, try to go three on three. And that's exactly what happened. It took me two transforms on tier one, but I did hit the economy, took the coin Naga, used it to go three on three, uh, used my hero power, I believe to farm Overseer. I'm not entirely sure anymore. Uh, oh, actually, no, I think what I did was I used a Faceless to upgrade into a Doomsayer. And that's how I popped off. Uh, yeah, or it, I, I can't remember exactly, but I, I think it was that. Uh, that game definitely happened. So, uh, And that just got me ahead in terms of economy. And I was able to power level. I, I really like in a, in a lobby, like in a tournament lobby, it's very dangerous to power level. So we're talking tier six on turn eight. It's a very, very fast. Um, 
So I even, I had a board full of demons, I believe, because of the Doomsayer. And I just banked a Bram and a Primal Fin. And I was like, okay, I've, this is my muscle memory of back when Amalgadon was in. You go to six, you get a brand, you get a Primal Fin, you farm Amalgadon. So now not quite as powerful without Amalgadon, but you can still pop off on six with Seafood Slinger and all that good jazz. And I ended up doing some really creative hybrid stuff with Bram Mecha Jirexis, half my board Demons, half my board Murlocs. So I was gradually preparing the transition. And then the, at the last possible second, essentially, I rolled a Chronormal, which then finally allowed me to sell my demon shit. So then I turned it into a proper end game board with a fat Chronormal and then, uh, you know, like Queen Leroy, Poison. And, and that lobby, honestly, I played out of my mind. <laughs> and it, I had to, I had to, because like I, had, I faced Mr. Incredible yeah. and he had this very annoying board yeah. and and that's honest that's that's honestly a board that kills me a lot in this meta it's i've got a bunch of cyber drakes deflectos taunted necro i don't care how big your stuff is i have a million extra damage for free and i saw it coming so i was like okay i'm gonna buy a blaster but i'm also gonna get a leroy that's buffed so that i can blaster all his shields away i'm gonna assume he has the taunted necro because he's a good player so then after he resets with the blaster killing the divine shields, I can also Leroy the macro. And that's exactly what happened. And that's exactly what I needed. So I killed him. I got advanced to the top two. And then I fought Bofer in a back and forth, similar boards, Queens, Leroy, all the classic endgame. And essentially my, I think, I assume my Leroy's just got the better of him where I, I got a good hit there or there and he didn't. And eventually I won. So very close to not advancing there but i went all in played really well and and, and got through yeah i was kind of screaming at bofer at the end i was like you don't need this you don't need this to, to climb you know shady needs the win like so what are you doing <laughs> i was like <laughs> uh, he wasn't making it easy definitely not but uh i had a slightly different time so the the hardest part was like at the first hero selection it was like Lich Bazal or bad, just bad heroes. And I was like, ooh, do I want to play Lich Bazal in this tournament? Like, ooh, I'm rusty. If I mess up, that's a free eighth, and I'm just you're mentally done, right? Like, I know if I mess that up, it's going to be hard for me to, like, recover because I know, like, oh, the mistake was picking that and not executing. Nah, nah, nah. But I was like, the other heroes suck, you know? <laughs> I don't know another line. So I picked it, uh, went to three, you know, as you do. Uh, hit the uh, Catherine Earth here pretty early, like turn four. And I was like, okay, 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 I can do this. And then uh, ended up running a light spawn composition. And then I hit the fell bat and I was like, okay, mm. okay, let's go. Uh, problem with Sun was in my lobby and she wanted to make it hard. So she ended up killing me, but did get second. And I, I was pretty happy, you know, second place, like, you know, you're pretty, you're pretty comfy. So, uh, you know, I, I was like, okay, not eighth with Lich Bazal, pretty good. Second option, hero selection, once again, was pretty bad. I had to, I went with AFK, which, you know, is not, not what everyone would say is the best. But I, I had a game plan this time. We're going Shady style. We're just going to bunker down. Get our top four, go for it. Ended up going jugglers, which I don't like in this meta. But I was like, all right, I can 
kill some people and that's what matters right like if you kill people then you, they're gonna get the eighth and you're you know you just have to hover around uh you know top four top five to get there so we just casually went you know golden juggler another juggler <laughs> and just just shot it down until uh people outscaled me and i got my top four but top four that's all i needed i was pretty happy with it i wasn't really fighting for top I could have went a different game plan and try to win, but I was like, I don't need to, right? I just need a top four. So those were my two games there. And I was like, all right, we're we're comfy. We just we just had to grind it out there. Yeah, more relaxed than my all in yeah, yeah, for <laughs> situation. Sure. I was out early, so I was watching Shady at that point. Yep, 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 yep. Oh man. Uh well, that was a memorable round, but believe it or not, the next round is even more memorable for me. Uh I did some really cool things there as well. The um probably the the peak of my tournament was when I played Varden. Mm. So, Varden similar-ish to Lich, it's this vulnerable hero. Now Lich has obviously got a very obvious vulnerability. She taps and kills herself. <laughs> Uh, Varden is this hero where, like, well, your hero power isn't going to provide you with an inherent, like, uh, tempo advantage or coin advantage or anything like that. You need to decide when, you know, you're going to triple and really take advantage of this. And then when you survive, it starts to ramp up if it becomes crazy, where once you start duplicating five drops, duplicating six drops. But a big Varden problem is a lot of people mismanage the triples early. They end up not getting that much out of their hero power and then they die and they don't they never get to the point where you know they can farm the golden theodore or the golden brand or whatnot so i um <clears throat> had a pretty scary start so this time you have to keep in mind we're down from 64 to 32 to 16. yeah people that's a lot good. of good players yeah. thrown together yeah so i got rdu in my lobby i got, I got a pretty stacked lobby so I play Varden and I get the nuttiest tier four shop with triple ball. And you're like, yes. All right, good. Come on. Give me the bullshit rolls. I triple it into a rag and I'm like, okay, that's kind of okay. Because um, I think I might have even um, tripled something else into the rag and then I had the golden ball or so. And then I just played the balls to buff. And so I think that's why yeah, I think I got that. So got the extra buffs. And everything is going okay and then i think it's a turn it's so it's so early it's like turn seven or turn eight i fight rdu and he's got the classic i'm gonna kill you board with the big ass four reaper with all the mecha jirax's buffs on it or like the wind fury divine shield or whatnot and it's the oh i'm always taking 15 here so rdu puts me in one shot range very early so then here's the landscape it's tier five. I've just I've leveled into RDU essentially being like, this looks scary. I think I'm going to just take my damage because um, I can roll all I want on tier four. I'm probably still going to take it. Right. And which happened, right? So I get absolutely smacked. So very happy about my decision there. And then on tier five, I'm just like, all right, gotta get strong. Gotta just it's now or never, right? Because I'm playing Varden. Vulnerable hero, really good in the late game, but vulnerable here. I roll a double Blanche shop. And this is where I'm just like, all right, I got to do it. So I juice up my golden ball as much as I can with smoggers and all that. I get it to like low 40s or high 30s. 
and I sell my entire board. <laughs> and I think I, I even like buy this little two, six buffer, right. To put on the golden ball because that's uh, plus 12, but then on the Blanches, it's effectively plus 24, right? So it's like so much multiplying. Every buff on the ball goes times two, but then because the Blanches respawn, you can effectively say every buff on the ball is times four. So that's why I was really like, okay, I think this is going to be worth it. So sold everything, even my brand. I didn't take the risk. I sold everything. I might have not done that. Yeah. Yeah. I've, <laughs> I've not done that in the past, but I was like, I'm not losing my tournament here because this fucking brand takes the vote. Okay. So I sold everything, placed the two Blanches on the board, sold the golden ball, had a Leroy already in the hand that I bought from the roll before because I, you know, I needed to be all in. So then my board going into essentially the fight that's going to determine whether I live or not. I have three minions. <laughs> I've got a Leroy and two horses and a queue into Sun Glitters. And she, because, you know, I said it was really early that RDU smacked me. So it's also pretty early I have these two giga horses, right? It's the turn after that. So she looks at that board and you can hear it in her recorder. She's like, what the fuck are those horses? <laughs> so tournaments are crazy where, you know, like, hey, RDU made me do this. I have to go all in. Because normally would you want to sell your whole board on that stage like no if i had more health i would have taken the risk with the brand and all that because you know damage can't be on uh i wouldn't be able to die yet but because i'm in one shot range so early because i fought a good player that took advantage of his cards i had to do the same thing i had to take full advantage of my cards to be as strong as i could be and from that point on it was essentially two horses and five support <laughs> I, I made like a golden baron with selfless to try and shield the horses. I bought extra Leroy. I did everything I could to just maximize the chance to get divine shield on the horse. I, I rolled like two light fangs later on and just played light fangs for a little bit, just to juice up the blanches some more. And I ended up winning that lobby by going all in every single turn and eventually getting to a point where I would very reliably get a double divine shield on the blanches, which means that not only do you have at that point like a 50 50 that respawns into a 50 50 it hits it with its divine shield then it hits with its regular uh body then if it dies it respawns you hit again with the divine shield you hit again with the regular body so that's like a minimum of 200 damage at that point times two and then you add leroy's and all that and that was just enough um to scam my way into a win because I definitely got some fortunate fights. Uh, RDU had a Wind Fury Cleave. My Leroy just went straight in and I was like, oh, no, I needed that. All right. But at that point, I'm top two, right? So right. like that's just to, to win the lobby, I needed the scam because mm. like this is what my Leroy's did. Kill a Wind Fury Cleave, kill a Shield Advantage. I was like, oh, Leroy, <laughs> so good. So yeah, it was a very uh, unfavorable, but I, I ended up winning. But yeah, that, that was... A crazy game because I just I had to do some like really weird play. I was just like, "Well, sell your whole board, right? Just go all in." And then every turn after that was just all in. And then the uh, the second game was a scabs game where I just stole good shit the whole time. Scabs is just so good in tournaments because all your opponents are good, so they buy good cards and you steal good cards. So I stole a ghoul, so I power leveled, and then I stole a dinosaur and I power leveled some more. And essentially, I just played this high tempo token comp and just tempoed out the lobby and just aggressive, just like the stupid board with like reborn coiler and, and just pump, pump, pump AOE damage. And, and again, RDU in the finals. And again, I scam him. <laughs> he was playing this 
juiced up summoner builds and my coiler spawns a blaster and kills like i don't know like 100 100 worth of stats well not 100 100 but 100 damage worth of stats right because uh juiced up summoner builds a lot of the time it's just high damage but low health right yeah. i killed a bunch of summoners with high damage so yeah um would have gotten second in both those lobbies, right? Had the RNG not been on my side with those scams, but ended up winning both lobbies, scamming RDU both times. So yeah, that was quite the narrative to go into the finals. Uh, and RDU obviously also made it because he got second in both lobbies. So yeah, that was that was my round three experience, Collins. What, what about yours? Mine was good as well. Maybe not like that, but uh, <laughs> first game I had... Um... Togwaggle, uh, and we had this little moment with Jay Kirik where uh, he was on Tavern 3, I was on Tavern 3, he just emotes me and he goes yeah. to 4 immediately, and I was just like, I could hit him for 15, but he knows me too well, he, know he knows I can't resist, so we both go up to 4 super early. And that that pretty much like that safety net pretty much guarantees you a good game because you don't take the damage and then you're just much higher tier than everyone else. So um we were able to use that. I I didn't abuse that moment uh as well as I could have. I kind of took the first opportunity or the first competition I saw, which happened to be beasts. So I just had a mama bear and a, just a beast comp. And that was really like the extent of my abuse of that level where Jay Kirik had a much crazier board than I did, and uh, it was just, like, chilling. But I did end up getting fourth that game, just using that early tempo, relying on the beast. If I was a little bit more greedy or a little bit more confident, I could have definitely um, had a much bigger board. I, I took a lot of damage early after that fight, which is maybe why I was a little bit scared. I didn't want to get early eighth, but... Still was able to get that top four placement, which was I was okay with, but it means I still had to perform in the next game. So second game was a Rat King, and this one was definitely a little bit more interesting, right? I used that Rat King early tempo, get myself a composition, ended up taking... Um, I hero powered, got a ghoul of the feast, which is crazy. They can hero power with Rat King and get ghoul of the feast. But I was like, okay, well, now I can just level. And I level, I got a light spawn. So I had ghoul of the feast light spawn. I was like, okay, well, all right then. I, I know what to do <laughs> with this. So I took, took that uh, ramp. I, I greeted it out. I got found a mama bear with a rat, rat, uh, rat king, or not rat king, uh, rat pack. And I was like, mm -hmm. here's my pump. With the with the ghoul, the feast is just like you're not losing the fights. So I was able to pump really hard with the light spawn with the ghoul of feast, uh, and then I found like a a magma lock, which is like oh it's an elemental, so it's just, <laughs> it's huge. It starts huge and it just scales. So ended up having the golden light spawn buff with all these big elementals, and I was like really cruising. Because I had like a, a gas curler, a lot of pumping still. But um, my opponents were like being annoying. And especially the, my last opponent, he had this Omega scam build with... Uh, <laughs> he had the hero that respawns a, a chosen target. He was respawning gas curlers. The gas curlers were spawning Eternal Summoners, which he had a big advantage for. It was also summoning Leroy's. And I was like, okay, I have like a 95% to win. 
and I was losing those. I like I, there were two games where I was like over ninety percent to win, and I yeah. lost both. And I was just like, "Is that is this my life?" I was just like, "Oh my!" And I thought I died, but he put me to one on the second one. So I was like, "Okay, okay, okay, it's not over." I thought I lost that game, but then I was like, "All right, I I tripled everything. I tripled my cleave. I tripled my magma locks. I had like seven magma locks like that I bought that game, so <laughs> they were getting real big." And then I also add a blaster um, to try to, you know, snipe his all the summon stuff that he was creating. I was trying to blaster that away. And eventually, eventually, I was able to get a good fight. And I took took my deserved win. I was like, damn, I almost lost that one. But uh, it was a lot of rounds. This was a very long game. I think we went almost 20 rounds there. Where we were just trying I, to go. I want to say that, like, I was watching that one, right? Yeah. And one of the coilers, I believe the Titus was alive, so it spawned three things. Yeah. And it was a combination of Leroy's summoning. Yeah. So it was just like either two Leroy's and a summoner or two summoners and a Leroy. Mm. I can't remember. <laughs> and that was so outrageous. It was like, what? How? It can't happen. Like, holy fucking shit. So that's that's what like a 5% or less loss looks like yeah. where somebody casually, you know, gets like... He know, got three like, free Leroy's that game, that fight. Yeah. I was just like, oh my so god. Really <laughs> so yeah, that, that, that was uh, that was hard to watch, but Collins prevailed. So yeah. hey, we got there. Yeah, and then the second... And, and uh, so we had the fourth and then the first, so we, we definitely made it yep. to the finals so that was that was good and i was that was my goal i wanted to make it to the finals and i was like okay i did it not, uh, not bad for a snap man not yeah. bad for a snapper an old snapper exactly an old snapper an old snapper uh guys i wish i had an epic story of the finals as well but you heard me talk about it where i don't understand how i made it through that tournament and i guess that's because i didn't quite make it through the tournament I was on, uh, I, I think across the last two days, I'd slept like seven hours combined with uh, a lot of interruptions within those seven hours. So yeah, not uh, not ideal circumstances to go into a day where you do your normal stream. And then on top of your uh, regular play, we slap on uh, like an eight hour tournament. So I reached the finals and I want to play and I'm just like, uh-oh. Oh, my brain's not working anymore. Oh, that's bad. Oh, no. And I know that feeling for my streams. And there's not much I can do. I, I just, I start playing very, very uh, deliberately. I'm just like talking and saying, okay, let's try to be strong. Let's look at the seven minions on my board. What am I supposed to get? But you're playing with a big handicap and you're playing against people that are very strong. So I did the best I could, but my games were a big blur of just, uh, not that beautiful Malagos game that was the entire opposite. Like every decision there was weighed, measured, and good. And and here it was just like, I guess this, I'm just trying to spend my gold. And yeah, so you can't really play like that against very strong players. So I got three very mediocre results. Uh, I, I honestly don't even remember most of the games. Just did my best, ended up taking a seventh overall in the lobby. So not last, which I think after the first lobby, my goal had become it was that bad i was just like oh boy um 
And the, the sad thing was I didn't even rewatch the finals because they spectated me on that first game. And I've been playing so well all tournament. And then I play this Vulgin game where nothing works. I'm playing some weird-ass Murloc Vulgin. It's a top eight. I'm so sad. So, of course, perfect timing to get the spectate on you. Uh, so, yeah, that, that was my finals. Like I said, I wish I had this, like, epic, nice story from because it was a cool tournament. I still really liked that I participated, but... Yeah, those last three games were just too much for me on that game on that day, and I I, I fell short there. I, I wasn't able to play well those last three games. Mine was slightly better. Um, my first game was also very Monka. I I just had a bad hero. I, I one of the competitors were emoted me in the game and is like, "Are you on a free to play account?" That's what he, that's what he said. Yes, I was. I was going to ask the same thing. Please tell me what your alternatives were next to Tavish. <laughs> that's, was, that's three really bad ones it, for sure. It was not good. I had no good options, okay. so I was just like, "I'll take the armor." That was what, that was that was the decider. <laughs> I'll just take the armor. I'll, uh, I'll take the easier quest, copium. Yeah, easier quest. Yeah. So. It was just not great, and uh, you know, there's uh, against good players, like you, there's not much you can do if you have a bad start. And we yeah. had like a a decent um composition, but it just wasn't like competitive, I guess. Right? People had way better stuff. Like we had double felbat, but the the uh, we played someone who had golden felbat and felbat. I was just like, all right, all right, okay, <laughs> like whatever. <laughs> like you're just better. Uh, so we ended up getting sixth. Second game was, I believe, a little bit more reasonable for me. We were able to play Rat King for the second game, I think. Yeah, we were able to play Rat King for the second game. So, you know, Rat King I'm a little bit more okay with. And we went with this really cool uh, scaling composition. Then we hit a Light Fang. And I was like, I guess I'll play Light Fang. But then we hit another Light Fang. And I was like, am I really playing double life bag, you know, in this tournament and, and these people? And I was like, I don't see another line. So ended up buffing the trickster, which is why I was like, okay, life bag might be okay because I had a trickster. And then we just like fleshed out the the other comp. We had a deflecto. And then I ended up adding more shields. So I found the um, undead shield guy, the six drop, Colson of the Sun or or whatever his yeah. name is. Awesome, and so awesome. we were like Trickster, Colson, Deflecto. And then eventually, I golden Deflecto. I found more uh, uh, mech synergy. I found uh, Buster. So I was like, okay, maybe I want to do something with Busters. So I was selling my other Light Fang comps, trying to make this big Deflecto. I found a, I made a Poison uh, Amalgadon, essentially. Ball of Minions. Poison Ball of Minions of Orange Shield. So I was like, okay, that's nice. Right, so I, I and I was trying to make another poison because people were out templing me, right? Because like I, I'm just light fang scaling. Like they're they're gonna be bigger than me. Yeah, but I well, found there, some There's a big thing here though, where you were putting it all or a lot of it into deflecto, where without deflecto, that, that probably you don't get there, right? Because it's it's just it's such an incredibly efficient unit to buff. I mean, I wasn't putting it. I wasn't buffing the deflecto that much, you know. And and the the um. Uh, the Busters stole him, stole the bus, so it it, it wasn't great, <laughs> honestly. But uh, I I had right. a I found the Dragon Divine Shield, right? So I was like, okay, ten attack on the my my Deflecto, that's great, right? So and it has shield and it, it busts everything, 
So I was able to kind of maneuver there. I scammed some people. I will say I scammed some people uh, to make top four, to make top three. I ended up getting second place, which I was just like, with this comp, I got second place. I'm so happy with that. So uh, definitely was pretty, pretty good game there. It, it felt like the universe wanted me to do well. Everyone was spectating me. I was like, okay, you know. What you know about light fan cons. <laughs> and uh, was able to get that. And then the third game, uh, I had a Lich King, I think is where I went with. I uh, wanted to commit to Murlocs um, early because I didn't really see another game plan. But I wasn't really hitting anything particularly good. It was just random stuff. I had this this selfless early, and that was like my target for most of the game, mm -hmm. just this one selfless. And I was trying to find some poisons, trying to find um, some good placements. I I hurt Shady in this game, and I felt bad about it. There were there were some moments where I could have sandbagged a little bit, uh, just to make it a little bit easier. But I, you know, I, I we weren't talking, so I couldn't. Completely really... irrelevant. I was so the prize structure. I was never going to increase my prize. The. the that in that stage right that's, no matter what you have done. that's a so, good argument that's fair yeah. but i didn't care <laughs> i i remember in these uh in this final that i went up against you a couple of rounds and i never dealt damage to you yeah and i was like that's good that's good because collins has a chance to get better get, prize get prize, yeah. I, I don't yeah. so it was no problem okay. and like i said I was so out of it. I was just like, all right, you know, you, you get this like very tunnel vision type stuff where you just don't see the big picture anymore. You can't really make the right calls. Um, yeah. That's, uh, well, that, that's, that's fair. I don't feel bad about it. Yeah. Ended up get, uh, finding like a meandering um, poison comp and then ended up getting, I believe, fourth place there. And um, that was okay. That was good enough to get the final results where we tied with RDU, Zorgo, and myself in the top two. But since RDU had a first place and we didn't, we ended up just going to share third, fourth, and he got the second place. So technically, you know, I, I, I tied for second, you know, like that's, you know, it's part of the history of getting seconds constantly. <laughs> but, uh, you know, officially it's a third, fourth tie. Uh, and I'm pretty happy with that. Um, Overall. super solid yeah, yeah for sure uh yeah i mean i don't want to bore everyone with the coverage of the second turn no no well. no whatever we the second I, turn I played i got eliminated in round two there we go yeah, yeah. Uh, congratulations <laughs> though to jay Carrick, right he won the yeah. first one and also top three the second one only super person to place in the finals for both tournaments so definitely well deserved to him that was a long one. We really covered that, that was one. Good. Yeah. yeah. We're yeah. gonna keep it snippy snappy for yeah. the next one. So yeah, yeah, <laughs> let's yeah. go. All right. But that's fine. It's good. This is this is cool. This podcast is for the battlegrounds enjoyers. So by the way, guys, uh, again, the dates were February twenty fourth and twenty sixth. The twenty fourth, yeah, twenty fourth yeah, for the event we just discussed. So if you would like to see those cool games we play. You can go to Twitch and and then look through the VODs and, and use the date, of course, to get to the right VOD. So yeah, feel yeah, free to first. go. Ahead. For me, it's like the only the only Hearthstone in there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's pretty easy. I was yeah. I was looking through them to remember the games actually. So that's awesome. Uh, All right, so we got the February finish for Lobby Legends coming up next.
Yep. So these are just the finishes for February. Just um some interesting I mean it's 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 a lot of the same people from last month, I, I guess is is yep. I have to be honest, I have not kept up. Right? The interest for me is uh, I'll, I'll watch Lobby Legends, of course, but yeah, the, the, the qualifying period is not the, the exciting to me. Yeah, right. That's that's what that I feel like that's really feels bad, right? Like, because that used to be like a very big thing where you're like, ooh, who's going to make there? Who's going to do that? Uh, the the and, month was a, big, was a big deal for a lot of people. Right? Yeah. And, and now it's like, ah, well it's the same people it's not and it's three months right like you can't it's hard to keep the interest or not this three months yeah. but like it's it's hard like it's only like it's a three-month period before you qualify so it's not like oh you're gonna have a tournament for this right like this month it's like well this month is like half a third of it and then the next month is where it might matter so maybe next month you might see it but the, the yeah. problem is by then like the the people are already decided like you're gonna know like it's there's no there's no real Finish because like oh only only Waterloo and and uh, Alucard even have a chance you know and like those are the only people you can talk about and everyone else like is not even qualified like so it's yep. it's definitely a weird system in terms of excitement you don't you really lose all of that but those were the finishes for this month I did want to talk about the um, there was some allegations. There was some uh, little drama, little little ooh going on. So there were indeed, there were indeed. <laughs> so Pocky was he said, talking about people following the Lobby Legends pushes. It appears that some of the top leaderboard players on Asia and America are getting high gains for their MMR, and it may have affected the February rankings. So it's just some players seem to be getting inflated MMR gains and not punished MMR losses. So um, it makes it very easy to climb or not easy. It's not, no, I, let me take, it's still freaking hard to climb, but it's easier than other yeah. people in the similar so, situation. Let me, let me give you a good analogy where, um, you know, you see these, jacked guys where you're like oh they're on steroids so it's easy it's like it's not easy but they wouldn't be that big without steroids so it's the same thing yeah. here where it's still not easy but they're on steroids right the other guys are not so yeah. they have an unfair advantage yeah, yeah. <laughs> like they still need to play they need to play a lot they need to play well but yeah so essentially that is the uh allegation um that you know something fishy is going on and the only reason we're talking about it like this is because, like Collins mentioned, Abar uh, tweeted, replied that uh, there is advantage being taken of an MMR exploit, right? So that's very different than just seeing different MMR gains because there are some improbable but possible explanations where, okay, so let's, let's sketch the picture here where uh, the rank one has a record of gaining 77 in one lobby. And then uh, we see another result here, 88, right? These are extremely high returns for a first place. For a first, for highest rank, you should, like, you should be getting like 50. They're getting 40 something. or something. Yeah. 40, 50, like maybe an insane game is 60 or so, some yeah. crazy shit. But 
technically right they could have been in a lobby with you know every other high mmr player in the same lobby and then they won as you do we would be more sketchy or we would be more cautious if there was not this tweet from a bar saying that there is essentially um at least a high likelihood of them taking advantage of an MMR exploit. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's not, they're obviously not going to explain what the exploit is. And yeah. even if they did, we wouldn't explain it either. We don't want to encourage that. But yeah, there there seems to be a way to um, lower your internal MMR. I'm assuming what's going on, which then causes for uh, inflated gains yeah. on the external MMR. And, and yeah, that's obviously not fair. If you are not losing 140 for a top eight, if not more, when you're rank one, uh, that's that's not fair, right? Other people are, and they're in they're in like the top five. They get extremely punished for losing, yeah. and they barely get any return for winning, and, yeah. and that should be the same for everyone. So yeah, uh, that is uh, that is going on right now. So we could be seeing a change in the uh, the, the the finishes, I suppose. I wonder how that's going to affect things, right? Like, do you? Do you just cut their names from the list and then move bump everyone up, or do you just keep the same point totals? You know what I mean? Like, oh, he was second, but he should have been third or whatever. Um, so now you're gonna give him plus two or plus three, right? Like, I do, I don't know. What do you mean with second? It, like, okay, third? like so. Let's say the first person gets removed, right? The person yeah. first. Does the second player get the five points or whatever it is? instead now? i would assume so i, I hope so right because yeah if, i think if you are yeah i think if you are removing someone from contention then it's like they were never there right so okay. number two moves up to number okay. one and number one gets the number one points yeah i hope they do that that's all i'm saying yeah um, yeah right. that, I think that would be fair moving on finally we do have a patch we do have a 25.4.3 patch notes and uh it's it's a doozy Big changes, yeah. copium. <laughs> yeah, I mean, some some things got changed for sure. I don't want to make it out like it's a mini patch, but it's it's absolutely not a it's not a mega patch. Right? So, no. uh, but we've we've seen similar things like this before. So this makes me hopeful that this is the stuff that gets thrown at us to appease and be like, don't worry, don't worry, we're working on something. You're you're getting something soon, but here, have this for now. Uh, first, is... first things first quests are back oh no, wait, no. <laughs> oh god yeah i just made everyone sad <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah um so there, I'll, I'll, i'm just going to talk about a line here that makes me think that there's something coming up because archdruid hamul has been temporary returned to the pool mm-hmm. and then between brackets just until patch 25.6 so you're all so, you're thinking patch 25.6 is really going to change a ton of things that's that's what I'm hoping. Of course, we don't know uh, because essentially, I if this is two more months of this, I, I think they did a poor job this meta oh, okay. of um, managing things, especially with how stupid Cronormu was, how stupid Ghoul of the Feast was. Um, yeah, but anyways, we, we can we can get into it. We can we can start with the first change. Cinderace uh, yeah. out will now only appear in games with Undead. Mm-hmm. That uh, that makes sense to me because the main counter isn't that right of that yeah, card. Yeah. The main reason now there are some small things you might ask yourself. Well, I know I use that to kill Re- reborn Goldrin or this or that. Uh, first of all, I, I don't think beasts need to get countered that hard. <laughs> it's like leave poor Goldrin alone. Or right? how many games do you win with Goldrin? You don't need to kill it even harder. 
Uh, and the other one is it's it's just a filler. So it's, it just feels like it's it's just a card you roll past so often when Undeads are out. Um, yeah, and then the other we already mentioned, Archdruid Hamul has been returned to the minion pool just until 25.6. What's your thoughts on that one? Yeah, right. Um, so Hamul rewards power levelers, of course, right? So there's a couple really good uses for Hamul. Uh, so that that was a, that was initially their uh, reason for taking it out. Mm-hmm. Hamul was too snowbally because yeah. the people that you know it's like the rich get richer, right? Mm-hmm. You have an Hamul, you were strong enough to go to six. You roll Hamul, you get more good shit. Now um, there's a couple of cool things with Hamul, right? So the the most notorious one is to buff elementals with a Nomi or a Light Spawn, mm-hmm. yeah. and then have fell that, but then keep enough elementals so that the Hamul spawns only elementals. Mm-hmm. And then you have two bats. You eat a whole shop of elementals, and it's it's glorious, right? It's, this was my favorite thing. That was my favorite so thing. Yeah. yeah, nutty amount of stats. This also works really well when you're playing Murlocs and you have a brand, and yeah. you just get a bunch of shops. It also works food. well with pirates. <laughs> like, yeah. there's so many things where you're like, yeah. well, I, I'd say those are the main things. Uh, there is one really dodgy thing with this, and that is if you have dragons. Because the chance that you roll two Cronormos is real. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're going to get to the Cronormo change in a bit. But let's just say you're not unhappy when you roll two Cronormos in the same shop. So that's that's definitely a thing that I think you should try for two gold, right? Let's say your main R type is Dragon. Buy Hamul, play Hamul, try to get two Cronormos. Because that will still double your I, I love how you're like, that's the only dodgy thing. Like when I think, eh, this whole this whole card is dodgy. <laughs> This whole card is full well, of I mean, spawning <laughs> two Cronormos just has to be way crazier than anything else, I think. I mean, um, the Felvat eating is pretty crazy. Come I feel like on. when you get to that point, it's like you're already like, well, poison me or die, right? I don't think it's yeah, yeah, but they, there's no Murlocs, you know, like that's why you're doing that. It, so it's die or yeah, die. These, like, these it, days, uh, Queen, Queen, Leroy, Leroy, Puffer, Puffer. Yeah, South we, we, we go, uh, Blaster. Baron, come on, I, I got. Yeah, it. yeah, but I mean, I mean, maybe some amateur scammers haven't buffed their Leroy's HP, but uh, oh. you need the golden version, right? Oh. So, and and you don't have that much gold when you're playing this this comp, right? If all that stuff. What, yeah, anyway, what are you, you talking know? about? I have a ton of gold. All I do is roll. You know what do you say? I all I do is roll. Do is roll. Yeah, no matter <laughs> what. <laughs> okay. Um, sure. All right. You, you want to tackle the ghoul change? Yeah, yeah, Ghoul of the Feast. So this one is a pretty big nerf. They're doubling the, well, almost, I guess it's 1.5. It's going from Avenge uh, 1 to Avenge 2, which is a big deal. It's getting one health that doesn't really matter, but now it's give a friendly minion of each type 3 attack. This is kind of what I thought it was going to be after yeah. reading it initially. So eventually it got there, but it took too long in my opinion. But I do think this is a noticeable change. This is going to matter a lot, and it's going to feel a lot more balanced, in my opinion. So it it is. Um, I will say that certain boards it will still feel doesn't like matter. Unfair. Yeah, I feel I can. I think when there is a risen rider on the enemy board, ah. you're still going to 100% proc their ghoul, potentially more than I see what you're saying. Early in the game, a ghoul that procs is just really, really strong. So yes. Way weaker overall, less frustrating overall. But if they have a taunt reborn, you're like, well, that's probably gonna proc. And then you know, like a lot of the times, one or two procs is all you need to to win that round and deal a lot of damage. 
So I, I think the card on itself is just kind of BS, right? It's just so much attack so early on. Um, yeah. Would you, we'll would you keep it plus two attack then? Because that that that'd be like the final change. If this is that'd still like too a, much, yeah, like, punch, right? Yeah, I I am happy trying this. Okay, I'll put that. I'm happy trying this. See how it feels. Uh, but yeah, just from a just from a uh, feeling point of view, Risen Rider in this thing is still really stupid. Right? It's still really hard to deal with. Uh, but yeah, uh, it's because it's perfect, right? It's a bench two and Risen Rider guarantees yeah. a bench two. So yep, yep. But yeah, we'll see. This is definitely one I need a little bit more data on. I need to play a bit more, see how it feels. They're nerfing Legion Overseers going from a four attack, four health to four attack, two health. I think overall that's fine. This card was very strong still. So <laughs> that's fair. I, I still rolled it today. I still bought it today. I still liked it today. So yeah. um, I, th I think, yeah, you have to remove a little bit of the upside of this yeah, card. Because there was no downside. Yeah. You saw this, you bought it, you played it. Yeah, yeah, I completely agree. Kronormu is now going from a tavern tier 4 at, with 4-4 four, four, to now a tavern tier 5 with 6-6. Six, six. don't know if you need to buff it, honestly, but <laughs> you know, it's now a tavern tier 5. We kind of talked about this last podcast where we kind yeah. of guessed this might happen and we weren't happy with a change like this overall. That was the impression I got where... Yeah. Yeah, so essentially, I hoped they weren't going to do this change, but I'm also going to be fair in a little bit and then say how my experience was today. So the main problem I have with this is that you're not changing the, um, the effect of the card. When people roll it, it still does what it did before. So you still get to consolidate your early stats the big difference is you can't do that on tier four anymore. So that has a twofold effect. Like number one, you're reducing the number of copies in circulation because tier fives have fewer copies in tier four, mm -hmm. two of them to be precise. Now, the other one is that because it's on five, people have just fewer turns to find it mm -hmm. where you know on four, you have more chance. And uh, at the same time, there are not always games where you can go to five early. So that could be a significant amount of turns where you're just not eligible to roll Kronarmu. So those two things combined have at least led me today on my day one to only lose to Kronarmu two times, which sounds like I'm taking the piss, right? When I say like, oh, it's a good change. I only lost to this card twice today. <laughs> <laughs> but... The last few weeks were just dominated by this card where I was like, well, if I roll Kronormu, I'm fine. I didn't. I lied. Oh, I rolled Kronormu. They didn't. Uh, they're going to die. It was really binary like that in a lot of my games. Roll Kronormu, good game. Don't roll Kronormu, bad game. And, and it's also very normal when you think about it. If you get to have a 40-40 or a 60-60 in the back and other people don't, your game's going to be better. <laughs> that's pretty simple and and you know especially at high level it's not hard to refill a board with how good Leroy is how good queen is how good you know players in general at that high level are at making an effective board allowing them to consolidate their stats it's just going to make a very big difference between the people that have it and the people that don't and that's just what i really don't like about this card it really feels like 
you're at a massive advantage if you rolled it and uh, you're at a disadvantage if you didn't. But I did also want to be fair. And I said, yeah, I, I think the amount of stupid reduced. <laughs> right? There's there's fewer stupid cases where I'm just like, oh, well, I die because they rolled this card. And you know, because I wasn't able to connect with a Leroy, a queen, or a random poison, I, I lost to it. It's 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 just disheartening to see this unkillable minion on your opponent's board. Mm. And you're just like, okay, well, I always take the Kronarmo damage here. So this card actually made me not want to level to six as much because it's like it took me too long on tier six to outperform their Kronarmu, which is kind of a dumb thing. Whereas like I need you know, I need to I need many turns with my six drops to outperform their four drop. Like it should probably not be that way. Uh, so they changed it, right? So now it's a five drop. Mm-hmm. And the yeah, I, I guess that's it. I don't need to go in too much in depth. So I don't want to really completely shit on the change because to be fair, it got better. And I think that's also normal, right? There's fewer copies mm-hmm. and you can't do it on tier four as this pick me up to power level. But if you go early five and you roll this, it's still the same. <laughs> you still get really strong. You still get a lot of stats you shouldn't have. And you kind of get to do whatever you want for a few turns. This after is technically that. good for me. So I, cause I go early five every game. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, this gives me more, I was doing a lot of power leveling in the last few weeks, but I was just. I think that was part of it uh, as well. Like I started doing it less in dragon lobbies I was just because of how good it was to be on tier four. Um, so I, I do think that because I had it today where I rolled it and it felt unfair. Hmm. Absolutely. Because it was like, oh, other people don't have it now. <laughs> so that we do create that. We do create the thing where if you hit it now, it's almost Even more. Better. Yeah. Yeah. Because you know other people are probably not going to have it. So yeah, I, I just... You know, this might also just be uh, the way how I interpret it, because not everyone shares the same opinion, but I think it is definitely the majority of streamers that I've spoken and that I've seen, they do not like this card. They do not like that um, you can just consolidate your stats and that the most thing that, you know, the, the biggest thing that matters is whether you roll this or not. Hmm. And then... Nothing of the fringe case scenarios was adjusted either, where I, I can't believe that <clears throat> you can still roll two Kronormos and, and just double your stats. Varden you know, buff, baby, let's go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, for Varden, I don't think it's a buff because it's it's harder to get two five. But if you get to five, it's more consistent. Colin's playing draw. Varden buff, baby. <laughs> I'm yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> If you if you can survive, I was like, damn, five. I can't level to five with with my Varden. <laughs> that was what I was doing. I was like, I can't level. Yeah, 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 yeah. I didn't like that. By the way, you told me like, oh, I didn't roll it, and then it died. It's like, yeah, you could just level with Varden, dude. You don't have to roll Kronom. Well, now I could level, and I'm justified. Like, yeah. hey, okay, exactly. So yeah, TLDR. It's a positive change, but it's I would have preferred the card to just leave. Um, because yeah, it's, I, I just don't think. It, it should be it, it's a better me. change overall, but it, it makes for a less healthy experience, I guess is, is how I would translate it. Because when you when the people do hit it, like it's even more unfair because you don't have a chance yeah, to counter it. More annoying because yeah. you don't have your Kronarma yeah, to try yeah. and combat them. Yeah. Uh, All right. Moving Magma on. Lock. Magma Lock loses two attack and two health, going from a three three to a one one. I really don't think this matters like at all. Like I feel like it, yeah. it, it's it's gonna shave win percent of the cards the same way that you know like putting a big fernal from four four to six six right made it better. So 
Okay. It's not going to fundamentally change how you play Magmalock. Agreed. Absolutely. Abort that is amazing for Magmalock, you're still going to do it. What this is going to do is it's going to make it less likely somebody just randomly picks up Magmalock because it's like not that much downside. Mm. Like let's say you've played three cards this turn. It's a 3-3. Three, three. You put a 6-6 six, six down, you're like, yeah, I can kind of tank that. It's okay. Oh. If it's a 1-1 one, one and you don't have a good setup, you don't have the brand, maybe Murlocs aren't in, yada, yada, yada. You're like, do I really want a 4-4 four, four on my board? I don't know. I might just skip this thing. So it does that. But okay. yes, in a in a setup where Magma Lock's good, Magma Lock's still good. Yeah, you got it, the master, you got the brand, you got the pump. Like, yeah, you don't care about the tutu in that scenario. It's for it's for just random picking up of Magma Lock. I see, I see. Yeah, if 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 you can if you can realistically keep it more than one turn, it's good, I guess. Like without being well, yeah, punished. It depends a bit on the stage of the game, but yes, yes. Largely, it's it's about that. Can you can you support it? And does it do something afterwards? I think a big part for me is like our Murlocs in. Like that's a big deal. Like if Murlocs are out, I kind of need the master thing, right? It's mm. like how good is it to really cycle Solomentals to get some stats? Uh, like when Murlocs are in, like Primal Finn with Bran, and that, I feel like that's where you really pop off. Mm. Um, yeah. Anyways. That's, that's that's what I think about it. it. It's not a big functional change. It's just going to make it uh, slightly more likely that you lose a fight by buying it. So you just mm. might think twice. Okay. Next up, we have Vanessa Van Cleave. This one is interesting to me. It's going down from a 3-7 to a 3-4. Yeah. Which is a lot of health loss. It's a big nerf. Yeah, yeah. You, so, you don't sound convinced. <laughs> yeah. I, so what I think, again, is that uh, we talk about this a lot, how lower MMR players, uh-huh. flat stat gains get way better the lower you go. Jaraxxus uh-huh. was a house, right? A low MMR. We're like, yeah. yeah, baby, let me get that demon buff in. And I think that's what's happening here is that just gaining 2-2 two, two for attacking was too easy and too free on low MMR. Uh-huh. Now, on high level... New Vanessa is solid. You'll play it, but you're not. It's not your end game. You know, no end game includes going. Hey, man, Vanessa engine. Let's higher level players are just too good at making stats. Otherwise, unless you're like playing you're... Alec here, let me toss it. Alec. Yeah, you. But even then, that gets sold at some point. Golden, right? but... golden Vanessa, baby. Let's I know. Go. I it's, know. It's okay, plus, well, it's there... plus eight. I can't. I mean, that one is kind of good. Yeah. No. 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 I. I. And really nice, but I mean, there's there's gonna be a point where you're like, I kind of want to just trade this into Kronormo and play like Queens and Leroy's because it's just better. Ah, yeah, Kronormo, sure, like that would right. That's not fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but anyways, yes, of course, there are cases where you can do extremely well in the mid game with this powerful Vanessa Ripsnarl setup and all that. So, but I like that. I like that now. I was actually buying a Ripsnarl because I like buying Vanessa, and I was just like, yeah, okay, I can do that, and then I can either transition out of it. Or I can, you know, like do Chronormal stuff, or I can do Hogger stuff, or Eliza stuff, this and this and that. Uh, now, I, there's a lot more risk attached to buying this card because it's a 3-4. A 3-7 that gets hit doesn't always die. A 3-4 yeah. probably dies. So yeah. also a 3-7 probably survives when it attacks and buffs itself. A 3-4 probably doesn't, or not always. So yeah, I, I feel like this is a low MMR influence decision where it was too free for not really having to do anything. Like the less efficient you get with your gold, the better a flat buff becomes. And yeah, like like a pair of Vanessa's might just win games on lower MMR. I could definitely see that. It's interesting that they didn't revert the, the stat buffs, so. 
Like, so they were happy with that. It's just like, it survived too much. I, I assume this. I, yeah, I just, okay. So from my lobbies, that would be one of the last cards. I would be like, God damn it. I'm tired of losing the Vanessa. Right? So it's like, it's, that didn't really happen. So I'm just trying to speculate here on like, okay, why on earth is Vanessa getting nerfed? Like, I like the buff. But like, I, I just don't do that. I don't look at someone's board like, oh, it's got Vanessa. It's over. <laughs> so, yeah. That's fair. Yeah. That's, fair. That's, fair. That's, that's, my, that's my theory that it's All just right. the lower of the market. All right. Next up, we've got Jelly Belly, Jelly Bean. It's gaining one health. Now it's playable, right? Now it's nuts. Yeah, this. So these last couple changes, like a lot of them, to me, don't make that much sense because I feel like you. Okay, so I guess what this does is it makes it easier to buy jelly without a reborn. Yeah, because jelly with a reborn is really good. Really <laughs> good. A lot yeah. of them. Like I had a game where I had like two reborns and two jellies, and I'm just like, oh my god, I'm just destroying everyone. Just. Two reborns yeah. and it's a nine twelve. Like what is that? It's so yeah, so nasty. So yeah, I, I think this is purely that the cart was either you know too low win rate or wasn't picked enough, and they just kind of. I, I generally go back to Big Fernal because I think that's one of the first cards where they kind of just be like, you know what? What if we make Big Fernal a six six? You guys want to buy it? Then I was like, you know, it's actually not that bad as a six six. Like I can, I could take it. Maybe get some synergy and. I'm guessing that's the plan with Jelly. Like, let's give it six health. You might just buy it. And then, you know, you had a reborn. It's, you know, suddenly you're okay with Jelly. But yeah, I was already playing Jelly quite often. If I had a reborn, I was yeah. very, very happy with this card. So yeah, feels a bit misplaced. Unnecessary. Yeah. I, I feel that as well. And we Next, got Ground same thing. Shaker. No, right. no, just look at that stat line. What? I said, look at that stat line. Yeah, yeah, I know. I saw. I've, I've read this. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, yeah. Three eight for Ground Shaker. What is going on? I don't understand this exactly. one. Like, what are you doing? Because this seems so. Same, same thing here, where I feel like this is just, hey, Clobor aren't played enough. Let's make it a three eight. So now, when you roll into it with zero synergy, you might consider buying it. Okay, yeah, but it's it's good already. <laughs> I agree. I play this card quite often, actually. I'm still very happy with this card. So that's why I said these last cards, like Vanessa changed, didn't make that much sense to me. Jelly did not make that much sense to me. And Ground Shaker is still, especially with how the new profit works, right? Well, it's not been reworked that recently, but with uh, not being limited to one gem per turn, like you can do some cool Ground Shaker stuff and you can, uh, at, at least you could do it with Cronorma on four right now. Cronorma is out, but uh, Cyborg Drake right is also a nice addition for Ground Shaker stuff. So I, I guess there's just not enough Quillbor action, and they they just want to incentivize that. And again, I'm not really gonna give them a lot of shits for like I can't believe you made Jolly at three six, but it's just yeah, it, it feels saying. a bit off. And the same thing with Ground Shaker feels yeah, a bit off. Yeah, yeah, it feels like it's they're not like hitting the right targets. Like they have the goals, and they're like, okay, we need to fix these issues. But then they're yeah. missing their shots. <laughs> like, oh, let's just buff Ground Shaker. <laughs> like, okay, why are we doing that? Uh, but I mean, we'll have to see. But and and it's it's not like the game changes fundamentally with this buff for, on any of these cards. So it's just weird because it, it feels like there's more elegant solutions, but they just don't know what it what to do to make it more I, elegant. I hope that this is more of a. Um... You, you remember when they did a patch and they were like, oh, we can't do that. Oh, yeah. We can only do 
the numbers. The, oh, like the weird thing, right? I, I, maybe this is the same thing where they can only change some numbers. But then again, three spots now. Well, yeah. okay, I guess you're also kind of just changing numbers around there. Right? But, all right, anyways, yeah, we'll, we'll see, guys. But hey, I'm still hopeful that in not too long we're going to see um like you know this 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 going back to the start of the patch notes just until patch 25.6 where they say like okay we're putting hamul back in temporarily that that makes me hopeful that hopefully and not too long from now there's a bigger shakeup. there's a this. huge copiuming i can Cope, yeah you massive amounts of copium <laughs> i gotta i gotta reorder some copium after this uh, yeah right. I, but uh, okay. we do have fell also getting adjusted so it's losing a health but it's going from after you summon minion income by give your minions plus three attack so isn't that what it originally was or yeah okay yeah. originally it was three damage and then nerfed it uh, to did kind of this huge round of nerfs right but undeads and fell stomper got nerfed there as yeah, well yeah. it was kind of dumb at that amount of damage and i gotta be honest i still need to play with it a little bit more to see how i feel about it so we're not fully sure whether this is the right approach for cell somper but they did well think... i was yeah sorry go ahead yeah they did think it needed some level of buffing essentially i will say that i was not playing or seeing that many fell stomper comps myself so okay. it might very well be justified to say like hey you guys aren't playing this enough let's make it a bit stronger maybe you do want to play it now yeah yeah my opinion so. personally is i think this is probably okay uh, yeah yeah it doesn't jump out to me as problematic right now mm. absolutely not no. okay sounds good and then grease bot our, our best buddy it's uh yep. it's going from here it out Tavern tier four, uh, four attack, seven health. After a minion loses the mind shield, give it plus three oh, plus it two. Went, permanent went from six, right? Oh, yeah, tavern tier six. Sorry, and now it's tavern tier four with three attacks, six health. After a friend minion loses the mind shield, you give it plus two plus one permanently. Yep. So, what's <laughs> your thoughts? Well, this is full circle. This is where the start, <laughs> this is where the card started. The card, so. I remember the podcast where we discussed the original Greasebot change when it was moved from a 2-1 to a 1-1, and we both were like, that eh, wasn't needed, right? Yeah, like, sure, yeah. people were doing Greasebot things. And again, flat scaling, right? To yeah. me, it felt like this was not a high-level problem, but people on lower MMR were putting a bunch of shields on their boards, staying on tier 4, playing some Greasebots, and winning because it's flat scaling. And yeah. it's like, hey, you know, that's not so bad, actually. So... I had no problem really with the original Grease Bot, and this is original Grease Bot. I feel like it's strong enough that you could still lose some dumb George shit, right? But George has been pretty bad for a while now. So, uh, well, I wouldn't say pretty bad, but it's been, it's so unlikely you get a good George lobby, right? Because it's yeah. like undead tokens, there's beast tokens, there's demon tokens. There's so many tokens right now. So you got to hit the nuts to get a good George lobby, which is essentially no, no tokens. But now suddenly mechs are in. That's a, one of the tokens. You're like, okay, that's not so bad because I can play Grease Bot. Um, now, original you, was 2 1, I believe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Two, 2 1. Yeah, original was 2 1. Do you do you like this change? Like, is this something you're like, okay? So one card that I am a little bit afraid of in combination with this is the Cyborg Drake. Mm. No, I think is that makes sense. Yeah, triple into Cyborg Drake, roll into Grease Spot on four, play Deflectobot. That might be a little bit too much free shit. Right? You're getting the the plus two one for free. You're getting the plus two plus eight attack for free. 
That so that's a deflectiva that comes in with three attack with the cyborg drake. That's eleven attack with one attack that goes up to a thirteen attack deflecto without anything dying yet. Mm-hmm. So that's the only thing right now. And then obviously uh, George Greasepot is probably yeah, I mean, whatever. Like that. Let George yeah, have this. Let George. He's let been George. crying for you yeah. for a while now. Let him have it. Yeah. Ever uh, since the death match, George yeah. not been too happy. So yeah. yeah, overall, I'm 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 at least very pleased to to try this out. Mm-hmm. And then I don't think it's very likely I'm gonna be coming back in a week or two and be like, God man, there's grease spot everywhere. So I, yeah. I'm wondering like what I what I really miss about Grease Spot is it having Divine Shield. That's like ah, uh, I miss it. Broken. It was <laughs> broke. I but I miss it. Like what if uh, Leslie? What if you make it Divine Shield included, but plus one plus one? You know? Yeah, just make it like not not good enough to just pop off because that was the rivals meta, right? The yeah, old yeah, like the rivals yeah, meta yeah, when we yeah. uh, when we went to uh, was it Amsterdam? I think mm-hmm. yeah, Amsterdam. Yeah. yeah there that was the meta at the time mm. so you would do stuff like uh was it zerus into grease spot was zerus in i don't know i think so i think you could do some you Zerus. Would, you would you go like galakron grease spot that would, that yeah that too but i feel like there was a time where it was also zerus and i zerus the grease spot or there was a zerus yeah 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 i think zerus was in right for for a little while for at least while, so yeah, anyway yeah. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. I remember going three on three, buying Zerus and getting Grease Spot. That's so stupid. It was. So stupid. yeah, you could, that was that was dumb because then it shields itself and it buffs itself. Uh, yeah, okay. Well, so not the smallest patch, of course, right? Lots of balance changes, but not something where you say, "Oh, this is a giga meta breaker." Uh, the biggest nerf for me is Cronormu moving from four to five, so right. just less Cronormu. It might give a little bit more breathing room to other strategies where i i have this um perfect example of a game where um i'm playing bear off and i'm on six and i popped off with demons and i got the double fell bat uh but let's see what my health was right i think my health was like just about lethal where i had 13 health or so and i fight the varden on tier five and he has two chronarmus and sounds uh, good yeah, both Kronormus had 70 health, and it was too early in the game, and I died with two Felbats on my board. I'm just sitting there like, oh, okay. Dude, so I, that, I, that, I feel yeah, it too. <laughs> exactly, right? That to me is like the Kronormu just smothering other strategies. Like, did you try to do something that's not Kronormu? That's cute. Now die, right? Like, what do you mean you didn't have Leroy in the early game for my 77 health minion times two? So yeah, um, I, I feel like Cronorma was just limiting other strategies a lot, where it's like, well, you could try to do this thing, but have you considered trading all your stats into one big minion? And you you know, S- Snap kind of has that issue too, essentially, yeah. where it's like, oh, are you not playing like Shuri or Thanos? Well, now die. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's like, that seems like a bad decision. Yeah. You should probably lose. Yeah, exactly. That's how it felt when you lost the good Kronarmu boards. It's like, you you don't have a free big-ass dragon on your board? Well, then lose. So, yeah, uh, good change overall in that it's less problematic. But, yeah, I would have I would have liked to see a, a stronger signal and just say, okay, we've removed this from the pool because, you know, we played around with this and it doesn't work. Now, still, that's an opinion, right? I think it's an opinion shared by a lot of people, but it's still just an opinion. There might be too much return here from 
more casual players that are just really loving this mechanic because it's an interesting mechanic. It's a cool mechanic. It also happens to be a very abusable mechanic at high MMR. So that that's usually the problem where it's it's like that video where the 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 square things goes in the square peg, the round thing goes in the square peg, the rectangle thing goes in the square thing, and it's just like. You know, what do you do here at Kronarmu? But what do you do here at Kronarmu? What do you do here at Kronarmu, right? It's just like high-level players just abuse that shit, right? And be like, I'm oh, just Kronarmu, right? So it's like, oh, no, you're not supposed to play it like that. You're supposed to, like, do it with, like, buff your tavern and this and that. And you're supposed to only do it when you're playing dragons. And it's like, and high-level players, nah, just Kronarmu. Kronarmu with Queen, Kronarmu with Leroy, Kronarmu with Murlocs, Kronarmu with Demons, Kronarmu with uh undead right yeah, random 150 health unit in the back with undead not so bad yeah. so that that's the feeling i got where the devs might you know want you to play it a certain way and then high level players like nah, i'll just play it with everything yepers <laughs> that is yeah, true okay. all right this was a, a long one for our standards these days now that we're uh in a bit of a drought right but i guess yeah we had a lot of content to talk about this yeah thing. i mean if they make content we talk about it right like it's not our fault i, I we're innocent we're just <laughs> the messengers here you know yeah, the yeah. the length of the videos is more a statement on blizzard itself than us you know well uh, to be fair about an hour was rivals or something right? so, <laughs> that's true so, yeah we had a lot of stuff going on we had a lot of stuff going on this was fun i enjoyed myself yeah all right, sounds great. Thank you guys for joining us here today. Hope you guys had a wonderful, beautiful time. You can find us on Educate Collins and Shady Bunny live on Twitter and Twitch and YouTube as well. We've been doing some YouTube stuff. Send us feedback at hsbgpodcast at gmail.com and we'll see you on the next one. Have a good one. Any any final words, by the way? Anything else you want to say? Uh, not that I can think of. I think I left it all. All right, he's done. Let's go. Bye-bye. <laughs>